0: Welcome to another episode of Cherokee Tech Talk, real conversations about technology and teaching from Georgia's Cherokee County School District. Now on with the show. Welcome to another episode of Cherokee Tech Talk, real conversations about technology and teaching from Georgia's Cherokee County School District. Now on with the show. So here we are back for yet another episode of Cherokee Tech Talk, and today we get two for the price of one. I'm here with the lovely and talented Joyce Silken Dixie Harper. And we're gonna talk some about iCanvas, which is basically taking all things shared device and making them work with Canvas. So ladies, go ahead and introduce yourselves.
1: Hi, my name is Joy Silk, and I have been a teacher with the district for 18 years. This year I started a new position in curriculum and instruction as coordinator of curriculum digital content.
2: And my name is Dixie Harper. I am a 24 year educator former teacher, media specialist, and now instructional technology specialist with Susie. Thanks, Susie, for having us on today.
0: So being the trainer in six different schools, as you ladies both have experience with, one of my biggest complaints that I hear is that students don't have enough devices. And I'm going to translate that to say that, you know, teachers are feeling like students maybe don't have enough laptops, school laptops. But what I do know is that a lot of schools do have now a 40 iPad cart. I'm not gonna say if every school does or not. At minimum, you know they have at least one. And then also kids have all these phones in their pockets. So there is a little different process though about using the browser versus using the app. What advice would you give us about which one we should use when we're accessing Canvas?
2: You are right. The app versus browser question is frequently asked by teachers. Um, We don't recommend using the Canvas app on a shared device because it's very personalized. What I mean by that is when you set up the app initially, you have to put in your account and a login and all of that. So to log out of the app is much more difficult than just simply swiping out of the browser and logging off. Um, We think that when students have their own device, and are on BYLD that it's completely fine for them to use the app. We are just concerned about the students not logging out of the app properly.
1: You're exactly right, Dixie. And one thing I would also like to add to that is, you know, note that we are a single sign-on district, which means when you're on a device, let's say you're on a laptop cart, a laptop from a laptop cart, and you're signed in as yourself, you're automatically signing into all of our programs. So when you sign onto the computer, it automatically signs you into Canvas. When you're on an iPad, when you log on to Canvas, it's gonna be the same log on. So it's extremely important that students know how to properly log out. If they inadvertently leave an account open, that leaves their information open to others who might come behind them and submit documents or who knows what else. They may add a comment that's inappropriate within discussion. So just note that if you are using shared devices with students, it is very, very important that they are sure that they sign out correctly before putting the computer away.
0: Well, it sounds like it's going to be definitely some... uh a good place for instruction for our students about, you know, am I using my own device? Probably in the older grades, you know, it's okay to have the app, and I love the student app. I love to see, you know, when I've been at Sequoia High School, seeing the kids on these little bitty phones doing their Canvas work, which is awesome. Um, but then being really aware and cautious with our training for the younger kids on the obviously shared devices. So let's talk about how devices can be used in different ways. So let's talk about, first of all, media recordings. What ideas do you have for students recording media directly in the Canvas? And, you know, I found that to actually be to work better on an iDevice. And also, what cool ideas do you have for using that process?
1: When teachers
2: create assignments, they have the ability to allow a file upload as a submission type. This allows a student to use photos and videos saved on their camera roll. Meaning they could have um, taken pictures of something on a field trip, or things around their school building, uh, recorded videos of themselves talking about their reactions to a story, etc. And simply upload them as a file submission in an assignment. They are also able to use their camera on their device as a live recording within the rich text editor of any assignment.
1: This is actually one of my favorite features of the Canvas assignments, and using an iDevice or a personal device makes this very simple. We have seen many uses of this, and the ideas are really endless. We have some of our American Sign Language teachers at our high schools that will um, have the students sign to them a specific phrase or a sentence and it makes it very simple for them to go through the speed grader and grade those submissions uh, many of our rcd units have technology components so this is a great way to have the students utilize um, an i device it could be an ipod iphone could be their phone to submit some of those technology components for the rcd units We've even seen some of our kindergartners get involved, and they've used the app ChatterPix to record themselves, and then they upload it within Canvas. So, again, if you haven't tried this feature, I encourage you to. It's really simple for the students, and they really enjoy being able to see themselves.
0: Yeah, I think in the case of my teachers, that some have shied away from media recording, first of all, just because it's not something they're used to being able to collect from students, But also because uh, a lot of times from the laptop, the gain is turned up so high for whatever reason that when they record into Canvas, it sounds like an underwater (laughs) uh, demonic presence. (laughs) It just sounds really bad. But what I've noticed is that at the high school, for example, at Sequoia, Josh Markham is allowing students to do different performance pieces for him on the phone. I heard some boys recording in the hall the other day. It was lovely. And they're doing that right from their phone then submitting to him. So I'm thinking of band teachers doing playing tests. I know Jim Berry has worked with some teachers at ET Booth to do different things with chorus and band. So the possibilities are limitless. And again, Joy, I agree that it's maybe an underutilized feature of Canvas. I'm thinking of little kids also reading sight words so instead of having students do a whole fluency test at your desk, you could get three or four kids going in the hall at the same time. And even though you're still going to have to listen to them, you're not listening to them individually at their own pace in a distracted room while you're trying to control everybody else. So I really love that feature. So let's talk now about quizzing in Canvas. I feel like a lot of my teachers have latched on to quizzes. And at the high school, again, they're probably going to be, you know, needing some more devices. And so from a phone or from an iPad, is it manageable to quiz? I want you guys to share your thoughts on that.
2: Yes, students can take a quiz using an iDevice, and it is manageable. It does make a lot of teachers nervous though. I know I've talked to a few of them, but if you practice good classroom management, um, you know, like device flat on the table so that, you know, there's no hiding going on. If you have the teacher walking around at all times, monitoring, you know, looking over the kid's shoulders and all of that, um, you know, it's the same as you would with any other test. It's just the students are using devices. You just have to monitor them like a hawk. (laughs) Um, We do have a new um, component to Canvas coming next year. And Joy knows a little bit more about that. Joy, could you tell us more about
1: Respondus? Definitely. This is something that I am so excited that we're going to be able to push out to our teachers. I know one of the big concerns, especially in our middle school and high schools, giving online assessments has been the component of not knowing if a student is cheating or are they leaving the browser. So yes, let's say you take your class to the computer lab and you're walking around and monitoring, you're still not totally sure you can look at 32 screens at once. So starting next year, that's going to be the 2018-2019 school year for Cherokee County, we're going to be integrating a new feature, uh, Respondus Lockdown Browser. Now we're going to start this in our middle schools and our high schools. And, And don't worry, we're of course going to come out and train you on how this works. But a few things to note. This is not for build devices. Build devices are not appropriate for test taking. They're good for formative assessments or a good quick check or maybe you want them to respond in a discussion, but Respondus is really going to be for um, lab computers, um, things that we can control from the district. So you're taking your class for a test, You, we will be able to use uh, Respondus for that. We'll also be able to re, uh, use it for a couple of Other things like laptop carts that will be completely manageable. So here's a few things that Respondus is going to do for you when you have it activated during an assessment. Assessments are displayed full screen and it does not allow the student to minimize it at all. So that is the only thing that is visible on their screen. It's going to prevent them from having access to other applications. For example, if you're using this with an iPad cart that the school owns or the county deploys, they're not going to be able to get to any other item on that iPad. They cannot open the notes, they can't go to messaging, they can't screen share. Uh, Print, print screen, screen capture functions are totally off. They cannot take an image or a picture Of what's on their screen and then share it with the next period class. Uh, They cannot copy or paste anything from the assessment. It is totally disabled. The students are not able to use their right-click mouse tool to uh, access functions. They cannot use the function key, the keyboard uh, shortcuts that they know all the tricks for. Those are completely disabled. Uh, An assessment cannot be exited at all until the student clicks submit, so that's really nice. It really prevents them from going out or stopping and starting all the tricks that we know that they uh, employ. Uh, Let's see, you've also got, uh, we've also removed the ability for them to do anything except go back in the assessment, go forward in the assessment, refresh the screen, or stop. Those are their only choices. And the assessments that are set up for use with the lockdown browser cannot be accessed with any other browser. So they're not going to be able to open up any tabs. Again, this is a, a component that we're going to be pushing out for our 18-19 school year for all of our middle and our high school students. We're going to come around and show uh, the teachers how to use it. But I think it's going to be a really exciting addition as we move forward.
0: I think it's really going to put a lot of teachers minds at ease that we're adopting respondus i know we've had several ask for it by name and the ability to do a lockdown browser as opposed to we can shall we say i'm using air quotes here catch a cheater but it's a lot for the teacher to have to go physically investigate and see you know and that data may be unreliable by running that uh, quiz log report but anyway, I think it's, that's really cool. And I also wanted to point out that as far as the functionality of quizzes, they do work beautifully on a, an individual student device from the app. I know we talked in a previous question about you know, whether students are, should be you know, using the app or the browser, but you did say on an individual device it was okay to use the app. So I've seen, again, I'm using Sequoia because that's where I feel like a lot more students are using their phones as opposed to my middle school where they all have a, a school-provided laptop. But when I see kids on a phone, I've seen them taking quizzes. I love what you pointed out, though. We've got to be aware that taking something on a phone is never going to be as secure as, you know, maybe another method where we can monitor it more closely. So quizzes do work beautifully from the Canvas app. It's just the teacher knowing that, hey, I'm okay with this being a quick, formative type of deal instead of summative. So you made a really good point there. And you talked about Respondus, which is an outside product. And speaking of other products... Everyone loves Seesaw. I hear from a lot of my you K-2 know, through two teachers, even you know a little bit higher than that in elementary school, that they really love the features of Seesaw, but they still wanna use Canvas. So how do you feel like Seesaw and Canvas can work together on iDevices?
2: Yes, we all love Seesaw, and it is a great tool to use with our younger students. However, most components offered through Seesaw are also available through Canvas.
1: I totally agree, Dixie. I used to use Seesaw with my class before I had um, Canvas as well. It's very easy to use. The students like it. However, I would tell you, it takes a pretty tech-savvy teacher to manage using Seesaw within Canvas. And since Canvas is our district's LMS, it's the expectation of the district that our teachers use Canvas with their classes. So if you choose to use Seesaw, you've got to be tech savvy enough to be able to integrate it within your Canvas course. Now, if you're having trouble with that or have some questions with that uh, around that, go ahead and contact your ITS and they'll be happy to give you some tips and tricks using Seesaw within Canvas. But again, it's a little bit tricky to use it within your Canvas course. Absolutely feel free to. Just know that it's the expectation that we as teachers are using Canvas with our classes.
0: It's a great reminder to teachers that Seesaw should not be taking the place of Canvas. I have taught my teachers to make a homepage in Canvas that's kind of set it and forget it, but that doesn't mean forget Canvas all year at all. But what's so cool about the Seesaw Canvas integration, and it's something I've been passionate about, even though, as you pointed out, it does take a little teching, um, but I've seen kindergartners with support all the way up through fifth grade do this, is that with Seesaw, every item, uh, has a link available. So I use maybe the drawing and recording tools in Seesaw, which are a little bit more ro- robust than doing direct recording into Canvas. They're, you know, they're comparable features. It's just a little, I'm going to use it, the kindergarten word, a little more cutesy. But, uh, it, you know, there are several features that are maybe a little bit more enhanced from Canvas on the recording side of things but we want our parents to receive notifications in one place we don't want to be sending a mixed message like you said and signing up parents for seesaw when canvas is the expectation so here's the trick and i do have a video on this i will try to remember to to link to that in the show notes here but um you basically have the students tap below any item they've submitted to seesaw so they'll be looking at the newsfeed they're going to tap the three dots below the picture it will give them a link And then you as the teacher can set up an assignment in Canvas to receive that link. We're going to talk in just a minute about text boxes with Joy and Dixie, but there's also an option when you turn on online submission in Canvas to receive a link. And so students just need to, from an iPad or whatever, it also works from a computer, just take that link, plug it into the URL box on the online submission, and then guess what? Parents are seeing everything in one place, and you can grade it in the SpeedGrader. It's fascinating. So again, I will share my video in the show notes on that. But let's go ahead and move to what I alluded to a minute ago. There's one simple trick that teachers, I think, forget, which is if you're trying to find an easy, I'm going to call it a gateway drug (laughs) just to be funny, but if you're trying to dip your toe into online submissions and you're not comfortable yet, my favorite easy one is the text box. So ladies, I want you to tell me how that could work beautifully with an iDevice.
1: I really love this question, Susie. Um, This is actually something that really speaks to me as a parent as well. I have two personal children in the district, a middle schooler and a high schooler, and they obviously use their phones for a lot of assignment submissions in Canvas. The text box entry for Canvas is beautiful on a device, a personal device. Um, The students actually have the same rich text editor that our teachers have when they're submitting their text entries. They're able to easily add images. They can record uh, media right there. And typing is easy. You know, teenagers are much easier, better at texting than we are. So it's very simple for them. And the student can simply respond to a question or a scenario posed by the teacher using their phones easily.
2: My favorite way of doing a similar assignment is through the discussions in Canvas. Um, I prefer to use a discussion and make it a graded discussion. A lot of teachers forget that they have that option. And so what happens is a teacher can pose a question or a scenario, they can even post a reading um, passage in a discussion and have the students respond to it. And the options for a discussion you can allow liking so students can uh, like each other's post. You can also make it so that students cannot read any other post until they've posted themselves, which makes sure that they're not just copying what somebody else said. Um, you can, like I said, make it graded and it works just like an assignment. You grade it through SpeakGrader, you can see the students' responses, you can even allow threaded responses like a blog. In fact, just the other day I was working with an AIM teacher at an elementary school and she was wondering how she could do a blog with her class. And I said, well, let's cry discussions, we found that through that, the students didn't think they were writing. They were tricked into writing. They were like, oh, we don't like to write, Miss Bayer. We don't want to do that. And then she said, well, we're not really writing. We're doing a blog. We're going to talk about this discussion post. And they were like, oh, this is so much fun. So they were tricked into writing. So, you know, we can, we can uh, encourage our students to become better writers by tricking them, I guess. Um, the other thing that we can do there is we can um, allow students to add images to their posts as well. Anything that a, a teacher can do in a rich text editor, the students can do as well.
0: So, you two definitely, we alluded to this before, but you warn against using Office 365 and Canvas together on a shared device. Why is that?
2: Using Office 365 and Canvas together can be a little bit tricky. And it goes back to one of the previous questions that we talked about um, with the app versus the browser. Since we are a single sign on district, once we are in an account, If we don't sign out properly or if our students don't sign out properly, we are leaving those accounts open to the next user. So it is just um, super duper important that we remind our students to completely sign out when using. Now there are other ways to use the Office 365 integration with Canvas through Canvas Collaborations and through Cloud Assignments. So if you're not sure what those are, ask your ITS, they can help you out with that.
0: So I know we're going back and looping around a little bit on some of these connecting pieces, but remind us again, step by step, how students are supposed to sign out if they are on a shared device and they're using Canvas. How do we sign out the best way?
1: Well, this is actually a very, very good question. Um, I want to tell you a story about uh, what happens if you don't sign out properly on a shared device. Now, this isn't exactly an example of a shared device, but this is what could happen. We had a a teacher or a parapro walk away from their computer to handle something in a class, and the end of the class, the bell rang, And the next class comes in and a student walks to their desk and finds a laptop open with Canvas account already open. And so the student, being a student, uh, kind of clicks around and realizes they then are able to change all of their grades because the teacher or parapro, or whomever this adult was, had left their machine open and logged in. And so the student was able to go in and manipulate. The beautiful thing about Canvas is we can track everything, and so we were able to to, uh, track that down and figure out what happened. However, the same can be said about our shared devices. If a student logs in on on a laptop with their credentials and leaves those up, the next student that comes in is then able to basically have the keys to the kingdom. They can send emails on the other student's behalf. They can submit things through Canvas on the other students' behalf. So it's so crucial that we teach our students how to sign out properly. If you ever suspect that that has happened, please contact uh, one at your ITS or me, and we can absolutely go through the process of figuring out what has happened, when, we can track all of that. But that's just an example of what can happen. As just a reminder, if you're using iPads or iPod shared devices, so we're not talking the laptops, we're talking the um, iPads and the iPods. It's really simple to teach the students how to log out of Canvas. There are actually two ways to do it. They can swipe out of Safari, which will automatically log them out or in Canvas, they can select an account on the blue global navigation bar and select logout. So either one of those will remove their credentials from that device and protect their information.
0: So you definitely bring up a good point. And I don't think uh, I know in the case you're talking about, it was with an older student, but I think we have some pretty savvy elementary school chickadees. Uh, I remember last year, some boys having a good time figuring out how to give themselves more coins on iReady so they could play some more games. And I guess you're supposed to play games and then earn coins. And they didn't want to do the, or they're supposed to, excuse me, do math problems and earn the coins. And they didn't want to do the math part. They just want to play the games. So we definitely have little little baby hackers at all grade levels. But anyway, so I I really think that's important what you shared about making sure that the kids are signed out properly and that the teachers are signed out properly because that could be even more monumental. So obviously, teachers and students don't have to be limited to just laptops to use Canvas. That's what this whole conversation has been about. So what final thoughts do you have on that topic?
2: So final thoughts, um, as much as we would like, many of our schools are not one-to-one schools with laptops or any other kind of device. So BYLD devices, uh, shared iPad or iPod carts, and laptop carts do provide students with the ability to utilize Canvas for coursework. And as we know, the more we learn about Canvas, the more teachers are finding ways to use it and we definitely want to utilize it as much as possible with our students.
1: I absolutely agree, Dixie. And one thing I'd also like to add to that is remember, we are just now finishing our first year of implementation. So we've spent this first year concentrating on the tool itself. How does Canvas work? How do students submit coursework? What I wanna encourage you to do is look for some new things next year. We're going to be concentrating on some of the integrations things that may already be there, but we haven't trained on yet. If you find anything in Canvas and want to use it, you can use it anytime. One of the things specifically that we're gonna spend some time next year on is teaching you how to integrate other programs. For example, if you're a BrainPop user, how do you bring in a BrainPop lesson into your course in Canvas? How can you use those components? So we've just spent this year. I would encourage you, if you are not at a one-to-one school, and you feel like you don't have enough devices for the students in your class, think of some creative ways to maybe utilize what you've got. You've got five desktops. Could there be a center rotation? Do students have uh, phones? Are you in a middle school and a high school? And most of them have phones. My word, most of them are better phones than I carry. So what are some things, some creative ways that you can utilize what you've got to accomplish some really neat things for your students?
0: I love the points you ladies made there and and I listen to a lot of podcasts clearly that's what inspired me to start this one for the district but you know I hear a lot about on the podcasts I listen to about limiting mindsets and truly we do have more devices than we think we're just not maybe thinking beyond the box so we think of laptops as being the device to have but all those phones you know, all of those desktop computers, they still work and we can still do powerful things with them. I thank you so much for being on here. And I do want to share one encouraging story. I've been working with a second grade teacher at Holly Springs Elementary School. I'm going to give her a shout out on here. Her name is Ashley Collinsworth. I hope to feature her on the podcast at a later date. But she's one that, just like you said, she's finding things on there, she's clicking them, and she's trying them. And I went in her room the other day, and, uh, you know, the kids, she had a little rotation going with five iPads on the floor. And kids were going through and doing a little reading quiz about the fox and the grapes. So they're teaching fables or something like that. And anyway... It was a little snafu for them to figure out how to sign out, but she was able to teach second graders, okay, we're going to go back in. If the swipe out didn't work, we're going to go back, click our account, click log out. And so if second graders can do that, I really know that everybody who's listening, your students can do it too. So thanks again, ladies. All these ideas have been so fabulous, and I can't wait to make Canvas more of an iCanvas. So with that being said, how do we get in touch with you if we want more information?
2: Joy and I are both on Twitter. You know, I was a reluctant social media person, I have to say, but I use Twitter all the time personally and professionally, but especially professionally. If you're not on Twitter, I highly recommend um, getting there. There are so many great teachers that you can follow, and you can follow Canvas and Microsoft. Just really good information I get from um, Twitter. So my
1: handle, I guess, is at Dixie Gator Girl. And you can reach me at at JoySilk131. You are welcome to follow each of us, uh, tweet us directly if you have a question or have any concerns. Otherwise, we can't wait to see what kind of really neat and creative ways that you've come up with to use shared devices and iPhones. Did you enjoy the show?
0: Well, there's more where that came from. We have over 20 episodes now posted on your favorite podcast app. And here's where you can help us to reach even a wider audience. If you love the show, especially a specific episode, will you please go leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast? podcast app. We really appreciate it. Did you enjoy the show? Well, there's more where that came from. We have over 20 episodes now posted on your favorite podcast app. And here's where you can help us to reach even a wider audience. If you love the show, especially a specific episode, will you please go leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast app? We really appreciate it.